0: the world and
2: especially the United States
0: It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes.
2: Perception is the key, and the heart is the solution.
0: Heart perception will change everything.
2: I'm Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. And check out our website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can find our full show archive, the montages, my books, and more. My book, Food Philosophy, is on the website. Funny thing about that book is Food Philosophy is actually a better seller than the technological elixir which was a book about UFO cults and aliens and artificial intelligence. And I really thought that book was going to sell better. But apparently, people like the food book better, which is great because there's a lot of informative uh, content in that book. And it took me a long time to piece it all together. And the food subject is a subject that really means a lot to me because over the years, having just picked up bits and pieces of it, I've learned how to essentially cure... Things that were incurable, or things that required, you know, drugs or medications, or a lot of stress and anxiety. Am I going to lose this weight, or am I going to be sick for the rest of my life, or taking this drug? And none of that was a thought that I had initially when I first started to learn about anything and everything. Like the first thing I sat down and started to learn about in uh, the radio world was like, I think I looked at like Egyptian pyramids and Atlantis, and then somehow food worked its way in there. And I've always said everything goes back to food. And when I talk about food, just like if I talk about things that are parapolitical, you always get that little little voice that says, hey, 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 this is not a political radio network. This is a paranormal radio network. And no, actually, this isn't a paranormal radio network. But if it were, let's say it is a paranormal radio network, the Fringe FM, or any network we've been on, in the ancient mystery schools in Greece and Egypt, when they would be initiated into the mysteries of nature and then raised as a son or a daughter of God, what would happen is they would go through a process where they'd abstain from consuming meat, they'd abstain from alcohol, they'd abstain from social contact, and they'd abstain from sexual contact in particular. And those are the key elements of initiation into the mysteries. So I guess you could say it's a cult even. You could say it's magical, it's mystical, it's esoteric even the subject of food, which is a broad subject. And like anything else, I'd like to look at it from a hopefully objective point of view and figure out what's going on from the fake meat, I guess you could call it a craze, to the fake meat, uh, fake milk, excuse me, the fake milk craze, and everything uh, in between and on the outside. I'm not really sure what's going on. I don't know what people... uh, are calling themselves what they're eating. You've got paleo and keto and people that are, you know, they're like snorting dried goji berries, thinking that that's some kind of elixir of life. And really the bottom line is eating healthy is not expensive. It's very, very simple. And it gives you an immense amount of personal control. Uh, Although there's a lot to be said about the election, which is why I was off last week. And we'll talk about that tomorrow night, the tragedy of liberation I might call the show that, based on the Frank Decoder book. You know, when the Communist Party took over China, they did the same thing with masks and social distancing. And in the ancient mysteries, not only did they abstain from meat, but they distanced themselves, and they kept themselves locked away. And masks are a big part of initiation. I mean, if you've seen Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut, you'll know that. So really, you can look at food in its context as you perceive it, then you can look at occultism, then you can look at parapolitics and regular politics and geopolitics and what's going on in the world with COVID-19 and the U.S. election, and all of it connects together. All of it is connected. All of it's relatable. So I had a lot to think about over the last week, and I was uh, coming up with a number of different topics for this week. We've got shows on exorcism. I'm going to try to do that. We've got the show on the tragedy of liberation tomorrow, and tonight our first show back In a week since Fringe Fest, which was a lot of fun and very successful. And I want to thank all of you who did come out to Fringe Fest. It was very, very fun. We're going to do something else like that again. On the Fringe Fest, we had this after party. If you you missed it, you missed a really good time. Uh, But right before the after party, because uh, one of our guests didn't show up, uh, we did like an hour presentation on food. And how it relates to Halloween candy and stuff like that. We had just interviewed Don Lester and David Parker about haunted health. So we get, we get together and we do this one hour. I do this one hour presentation. And I had a friend of mine join me for that presentation. She just happened to be in the area. And we decided to talk about food because her, like myself, I don't know if I'd call you granola or crunchy or what those words even mean. Are you granola? Are you crunchy? This is, this is my friend Hope, and she's going to be with us this evening on The Secret Teachings. Welcome.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I would say crunchy and granola. Both of them are pretty fitting for who I am. I definitely care a lot about food and having like, quality ingredients and just eating what nourishes you.
2: So is, what does that mean, though? What does crunchy mean? Because you said I was kind of crunchy, but I wasn't granola.
3: I would say crunchy cares more about like ingredients. Whereas granola is like grassroots kind of thing. Granola grassroots. You don't grass really roots. strike okay. me as like a grassroots like hippie dippy type.
2: Nah, I do have one hippie shirt. You saw the hippie <laughs> shirt. I did see that. <laughs> yeah, I wore the hippie shirt on Halloween a little bit. But no, I don't I don't I didn't know what I always thought those were insults from the outside looking in.
3: Um I mean it all depends on how you take that. I was gonna say though, was that your Halloween costume?
2: Yeah, I was a hippie for Halloween. <laughs> I was a I was a hippie dippy hippie for Halloween, yes. <laughs> I didn't really need to dress up, though, because I, I, got, I, got, I have, like, a hippie vibe, people tell me. You've got a hippie. You've got a hipster you, vibe.
3: You've got a crunchy vibe. I have a crunchy
2: that's, vibe. That's what it is. I've got a crunchy vibe. So I,
3: wouldn't, I wouldn't call you a hippie.
2: Before we go any further, Hope, tell listeners what you are interested in, why you're here. Like, this is one of the big radio networks and one of the big radio stations. Uh, we're ranked number three on the Paranormal Radio app, so this is a big show. Who are you? Why are you here?
3: I'm here because I have a common interest in eating whole foods, real food, generally plants, 100% plants in my case. um, And Ryan and I share that in common, and we got to talking about that, and we just found that we had the same view, basically, on it. And he asked me to be on to do a show.
2: That's that's how it happens. It's just that simple. But, you, you know, when you think about eating plants i got to get this off my chest first. I am upset when people say superfoods, and I'm upset when I see superfoods written on like a box of frozen items at the store, and I, I feel bad that people think that because they eat goji berries that it's going to make them healthy.
3: Right. Well, people are looking for like a Band-Aid solution, like a a magic pill, and if it says superfood on it, they're more likely... To yeah think it'll do just that for them
2: I think we should market a new product called ultra food you know ultra it, food ultra food or you just gotta keep you know they have like classified documents and then like ultra classified and then like ultra top secret mm-hmm. we need yeah that's how they that's how they advertise
3: so would it, so would superfoods just be classified and then our next our next step would be ultra food ultra classified yeah
2: <laughs> yes, and then we'll have to think of something for ultra top secret okay yeah well, you know what uh, before we go any further as well we need to we we need to kind of let's structure the show tonight cuz we could sit here and talk for 2 hours about this and and maybe not get to everything but I, I, we were talking about where was it we where did we where do we go we went to, we
3: went to Letchworth.
2: Letchworth. lechworth but was was that when we came up with the idea for tonight's show or was that niagara falls i
3: don't know
2: it was one of them one
3: of, one of them it was a car ride conversation
2: it was a car ride conversation it was somewhere in upstate new york and we were talking about cereals. And I was like, oh, I, got, I got a good name for a show, Cereal Killer. So that's what we're going to do tonight, Cereal Killer. And um, it's part of an unbalanced breakfast. Let's start there. And let's also start with the idea of what a cereal is. Because when we think of cereal, we probably think of like Captain Crunch. What do you think of? I think Captain Crunch. I think Fruit Loops. I think that rabbit, you know. Oh,
3: tricks are for kids. The tricks are yeah. for kids
2: rabbit, yeah. Lucky or Charms. Lucky Charms.
3: What's another one? Like uh, Raisin bran?
2: I ate some raisin bran.
3: Oh, I, I too ate you some ate, raisin bran. Don't you worry.
2: <laughs> Were you one of those kids who ate like the adult cereals?
3: I was, yeah. I, I liked plain Cheerios, not even the Honey Nut.
2: Hey, you know what they those have now? They have fiber in them, they say in the box. Oh,
3: added fiber?
2: Yeah, they have added <laughs> fiber to them. You, or you could just eat a plant.
3: Yeah, or or you could just eat a bowl of oatmeal. You, or you could keep, get <laughs> twice as much fiber as you would ever get in one of those cereals.
2: Right. Yeah, I, and and the thing about this these cereals are it's like if you were to comp- if an apple were to brag about what it had, it would just like trash these cereals in the terms of its nutrient oh, density, uh, uh, oh, right? 100%. Yeah. Or like a bag of little baby peppers or a like, sweet potato.
3: Broccoli? Broccoli. Even broccoli. I think broccoli, it could be classified as an ultra food. If we were really, an ultra if, food, yeah. If we were really going to start labeling foods like that. Broccoli. Ultra, ultra food. <laughs> it's definitely overlooked.
2: What about Brussels sprouts?
3: Yeah, yeah. Brussels sprouts are great. All cruciferous vegetables.
2: How do you feel, and, and does it change the nutrient um, density or qu- quality or the way the body processes it when you have like, I think everybody knows this. You get like the green giant frozen bag, and then you put that in the microwave, and then it comes out of the microwave, and then you melt a a slice of 44% real cheese Velveeta or Kraft on top of it. Is that that having the same effect on my body?
3: Um, No, I would say just steam the Brussels sprouts, put a little salt and pepper on them. If you're feeling really wild, roast them. If you have the time, put them in the oven. You don't even need oil, but that's another conversation for a different day.
2: If you do do oil, though, I know this is another conversation. <laughs> if you do do oil, though, oil tastes, in my opinion, like coconut oil, it, it almost has like a buttery texture to it. I don't like butter, but I notice that. But anytime I've ever shown anybody, I'm like, hey, this tastes like butter. They're like, no, it doesn't taste like butter. But if you don't eat butter, use coconut oil because it kind of tastes like that.
3: If yes, you, if you do need that sort of fat source, definitely coconut oil, olive oil, anything but butter.
2: Anything but butter, yes. <laughs> anything but, and, and also, we're going to run through a lot of stuff tonight and I think point out a lot of, a lot of different interesting little observations. But on the subject of butter, quickly, uh, when you look at the fake butters, have you looked at these fake butters?
3: Oh, like the hydrogenated oil, oh my god, margarine you, nonsense!
2: You should just like go go find the uh, the Amish people and get some butter from them. It's from a cow. It's literally better, I think, than eating this processed fake butter.
3: Yeah, I would have to agree. I mean, either just do without, either if you can, but <laughs> or if you do have to, yeah, <laughs> yeah, if you absolutely have to, I would say coconut oil, olive oil. If not, then real butter.
2: I've also heard, um. On the subject of breakfast, that some people put butter in their coffee.
3: Yeah, yep. That is a keto fad. I believe it's called Bulletproof Coffee. Or I don't know if you've seen the MCT oil that they sell. Oh, that's a big one, um, yeah. Yeah. I believe it's multi-chain triglycerides.
2: Yep, that's right.
3: And that's just straight saturated fat in your coffee, which I don't know why you need that. Like The caffeine in coffee... Lumps your cortisol up, raises your blood pressure, along with the saturated fat. You're just asking for a heart attack at that point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's healthy because the diet right, says to do right, it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So if I was, if I was, if I was going to put butter in my coffee, it would no longer be coffee. It would be like Epiquette. I would like vomit immediately. That sounds so disgusting. Yeah. I don't even want to eat dinner. You know now. Right. It just sounds it horrific. Makes you sick to your stomach. It just makes, talking about it. It makes me sick to my stomach just talking about it. Yeah. And also what also makes me sick is like the usage of words to deceive people. I went back and I watched, I don't know how many of these things. I I know you said you thought of one too, the Reese's. uh, What was that cereal? Reese's puffs. The Reese's puffs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So all these old, a lot of you remember these old cereals and then a lot of the new ones might be like variations of those or now I think there's like two or three different kinds of these cereals, but then they change the color of the flakes or the, the cereal itself, or the, the 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 marshmallow, so it's like basically Lucky Charms is the same thing as like the Buffalo Bills cereal that they sell.
3: They make that.
2: They sell Buffalo Bills cereal here, yeah.
3: Oh, I have not seen that.
2: You not seen that? No, I haven't. What are the colors of the Buffalo Bills football team? Blue and red. Blue and red. So you can imagine what food dyes are mm. there. <laughs> Blue one, red forty, red
3: forty, yeah, definitely, yeah,
2: yeah. That's I saw that at Wegmans, and I just. I had to. I had to like a triple take. Really? I was like, "No way! That looks like something that you'd see on like a late night comedy show where they're making fun of it." You know.
3: But could you win bills tickets? Was there like, <laughs> like something on like, it where it was like, "Fill out this, sell us your information." Don't think you s- could enter to win a chance for two bills tickets.
2: They suck so bad, anyway, don't they? I don't know. I don't know anything about football, you but apparently they? they suck. Maybe they're giving tickets away, like the golden ticket. Right. In the in the cereal in the Buffalo Bill cereal box, but if you eat that cereal, you're not going to l- live long enough to go to the game anyway. Probably fair enough, fair <laughs> enough.
3: Or you'll be comatose because of the sugar rush.
2: That's right. You will. You might be comatose because of the sugar rush. So you think about cereal. Uh, we I've thought about all kinds of different cereals. I watched today. Hope I watched like twenty different old commercials. I watched the commercial with like the Jamaican cinnamon guy. Remember him? No. He's a cinnamon stick, and he's Jamaican. He's like, I'm on my way.
3: What was his cereal?
2: Uh well he was Was he like, like the f- apple jack guy? Yep. He was friends with the apple.
3: Oh, yeah. gotcha, gotcha.
2: And they, they always like made the apple seem like a douchebag. But the the apple was healthy. Right. Cinnamon's healthy, but the apple was like a douchebag to the cinnamon stick.
3: Right. And I don't that's the thing. I don't understand why they take these ingredients that are so good for you, like cinnamon, apple, raisins even and raisin bran. And right. then they just refine and process and then Fortify, like it appears healthy because it's fortified. Fortify. that is after they strip it of all nutritional value. <laughs> right, right. And then spray it with vitamins. So that spray they can say, it?
2: They're spraying it with vitamins? It's um, a vitamin that's spray? That's what
3: they do with rice, I know.
2: That's a real thing. They're spraying it yeah, with vitamins. Yeah, like it says
3: don't wash your rice because, because it'll, it'll wash away the vitamins.
2: Do they also spray the arsenic directly on
3: it? No, I believe that is, that's innate. That's just grown in it. It's <laughs> I don't just, think you can wash away the arsenic from You're
2: supposed to be able to like soak your rice. And then when you soak it, it's supposed to like pull the arsenic out and the lead. I guess. But there's also, there's also um, uh, a lot of that in baby food too. We were looking at an article from a while ago. Was this, what was that? CNN? Yeah, CNN, October of 2019. What was the headline?
3: Uh, It says that 95% of tested baby foods in the U.S. contain toxic metals, the report says. Toxic metals. Yeah, so this is from CNN uh, about a year ago. It said, tests of 168 baby foods from major manufacturers in the U.S. found 95% contained lead. 73% Seventy-three percent contained arsenic, seventy-five percent contained cadmium, and thirty-two percent mm. contained mercury. Ooh! And then one fourth of the foods contained all four of those heavy metals.
2: <laughs> those are the superfoods.
3: Right. Right. It's, yeah. The
2: super toxic foods. It's
3: complete, as they would say.
2: Yes, it's a complete toxic food. It's not a lot of these things aren't actually food, including the cereal. So, uh, back to the cereal. My mind is wandering. <laughs> I know. Goes, I'm like we've
3: digressed so far already. <laughs>
2: Everybody knows how my mind works here now so it just it'll come around full circle eventually. So I'm watching these these commercials and I'm like the cinnamon sticks hanging out with the apple and then there's like some wolf who likes cookies. I never understood that.
3: The wolf who likes cookies is yeah. that like a little red riding hood cookie type of thing? Cookie crisp. Oh yeah yeah
2: yeah you're right. Yeah. yeah no, yeah it wasn't red little red riding hood it was like a it was like a wolf cookie that liked cookies. Yeah cookie crisp. And then you know they had uh, what was the other one I watched today? Oh well, I watched like I watched like at least five Tony the Tigers. They've got him. He's like taking his black stripes off and he's putting these lightning bolts on, and then he's and then he gets like pumped. He looks like Zeus with lightning bolts coming out of him.
3: Right, and this is so appealing to children. Like it just makes them look like superheroes, and no wonder (laughs) the kids want them. It's like it's my idol. He's gonna save the day.
2: But you know that adults are eating Frosted Flakes and they they eat that bowl and you know feeling like they're just like big and muscular and strong. It's like the last thing. If I was eating that cereal, what I would do, I would, th- I would feel the opposite of Tony the Tiger. I would like look down at my beer gut and just feel horrific <laughs> about myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd just feel horrific.
3: You would be like the deflated girl on the couch. Yes,
2: this is your brain on Frosted Flakes. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, and yeah. We used
3: to have fun together. <laughs> but, now, <laughs> but Now this is all we do. After you
2: started eating breakfast cereal... It all went downhill. Okay. I was, I was also going to mention the um, Count Chocula, Boo Berry, and Frankenberry. I finally, I've been looking all Halloween, and I couldn't find them. I finally found them the other day. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, those cereals tonight as well. So cereal um, as an actual, like a word, like what it originally means. We're going to get to that in the next segment, too, because it doesn't mean Captain Crunch. It <laughs> doesn't mean Reese's Puffs. Right?
3: No. <laughs> Not to my knowledge, no. <laughs> no.
2: No. We've just changed the definition of it. So anyway, I'm watching like Tony the Tiger, and he's like, they're great. And I'm watching like the, the rabbit dressed up like a detective trying to steal the trick cereal. And, and it's all, yeah, it's all fun for kids. And the kid's like, no, rabbit, it's my cereal. And You know, the, and the kids are playing with Tony the Tiger. And he's, they're all, Tony the Tiger was also like always playing sports in all the commercials. And that's just part of this advertising scam. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I can tell you this um, candidly. It's a little embarrassing. When I play basketball, I would eat that kind of cereal, and I would think, like, this is going to make me be able to do a spinning back kick like that soccer player in the Tony the Tiger commercial. You know? you really? Yeah, not literally, but, like, that was going through my brain. Subconsciously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like,
3: wow, it would be really cool.
2: I'm going to be, like, you know, I was in high school, and I'm, I'm thinking, like, I'm going to be able to dunk. Because I ate this cereal. But no, I actually lost an inch in my jump. <laughs> right. It was it was horrific. So anyway, what I noticed though, and I know that you know this, and I'm sure a lot of you listening know this, but even if you do know it, I knew it, but it just was kind of profound to hear it over and over again. And I've got a montage for you tonight. We're going to play as well here in a few minutes when we come back from the first break. And you'll hear a couple of examples of this. And what it is, is it's part of a balanced breakfast or part of a great balanced breakfast or it's a a a wonderful part of a balanced breakfast like everything's part of
3: a great way to start your day
2: a great way to start your day exactly is it really a great way to start your day have you ever started your day with one of these these boxes of cereal you said you haven't
3: right well uh, back then i don't eat this stuff anymore but back when i did i never really ate it for breakfast it would always be like after school or like before going to bed because I think I knew, like I knew, knew that it how wouldn't, poisonous it yeah, was. I knew how poisonous it was. I knew that it wouldn't give me fuel for the rest of my day. I just, I just knew better as a youth. I
2: so he, I did not. I just like, I wouldn't, in, <laughs> I inhaled the, the, the Fruity Pebbles. I loved Fruity Pebbles. but They the, were good though. They were good. Yeah. I'd mix them with the chocolate ones. This is more, this is what you're hearing in all the commercials, some variation a of A nice
0: was. part of a balanced breakfast.
2: A nice part of a, a nice part of a balanced breakfast. A nice part.
0: A nice part of a balanced breakfast.
2: A nice part of a balanced breakfast. What does that mean? Well, that means it's part of something. That's all that it means. It doesn't mean that the cereal is the balanced breakfast. It means the banana and the grapes and the water that they have blurred out in the background... Right. That's the balanced breakfast. Right, because
3: you notice that too, is that whenever in commercials, it's never like just a sad bowl of cereal. <laughs> yeah. It always has like fresh berries on it, you know, like maybe a side of bacon and eggs, which Ryan and I both don't condone consuming ever, but, you know, that's just how marketing is. I'm
2: shaking my head, no.
3: <laughs> but no. it's always a part of it. Like the bowl of cereal itself is not nutritionally adequate, it's not balanced but so, it can be a part of it.
2: So if you put it together with other things, right? right
3: yeah.
2: That used to that I used to make me laugh so much when I first like realized the marketing scam mm-hmm. and I was like, "Wait a minute. No, no, no. The banana's the balanced breakfast." <laughs> I felt like it was I'm playing a game of clue or something, you know, or where's Waldo in this blurry like they've got the way the camera zoomed in mm-hmm. like I can that looks like a banana. That's the balanced breakfast. And little, some of them they're literally blurred out in the background and right. they can legally get away with this this stuff.
3: As long as they don't say it is a balanced breakfast, that is
2: it, exactly like that's
3: the loophole. As long as they don't say that it <laughs> is balanced, it's part. It can be part of a balanced. It can be the start to a balanced breakfast, but it cannot be a balanced breakfast. Full stop.
2: And that is so fraudulent. Um, it, this part of a balanced breakfast where you have like real cereal. It's a grain, and it's cultivated for the edible components of it. And that's like the definition of cereal. And we'll get into that when we come back from break here. And then we're going to go into the breaking down of the Halloween cereals. We've got some new news on the consumption of certain things you put on your cereal, which is very interesting. But we've known the conclusions of this study for a long time. And a lot more tonight on The Secret Teachings, our first show back since Fringe Fest. We're joined also by Hope. Thank you for joining us this evening again.
3: Thank you for having me.
2: Of course. Of course. I'm Ryan Gable, this is The Secret Teachings, more after this, don't go anywhere, right here on The Fringe FM.
0: Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm
1: for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out The Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal
0: collide, it's The Fringe FM.
1: If you'd like to hear more of the secret teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show... Sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, Ryan, and yourself.
0: Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. the Fringe FM. This is the Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash the secret teachings or our website the secret teachings.info.
2: This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, somewhere between the normal and paranormal.
0: A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged
2: nightmare. Right here on The Fringe FM.
0: Holy crap, it's the Breakfast Club! You know what I got for Christmas? It was a banner freaking year at the Tiger House. I got a carton of cigarettes. Old man grabbed me and said, Hey, smoke up, Tony! There! Great! You can enjoy this good, nutritious breakfast with... Chalchocula! Frankenberry! They're good. He's got a big mouth. A mouth big enough for honeycomb. Biggest pieces in the galaxy. Plus an awesome honey sweet crunch for a giant taste that's part of this good breakfast. Big Mouth's wanted. Applejack cereal, a sinalicious part of a nutritious breakfast. nutritious part of this good,
1: nutritious breakfast. Well, I'll need this forever.
0: Count chocula. That's right.
1: Silly Rabbit, Count Chocula tastes right. Does it taste <laughs> like a
0: cookie? Yes,
3: I put like
0: cookie! But this is a breakfast cereal. Silly Rabbit, tricks are for kids. Damn long ears trying to take Easter away from Jesus. I'll do it, Lois. Right after a healthy breakfast of juice, toast, and store-brand imitation Frosted Flakes featuring Terry the Taggart.
1: They're food. It's still real to me, damn An extraordinary part of this good breakfast. Not sorry, Reese's. Don't so give me that
0: bullshit. dish that eating healthy is expensive. It isn't. Go to a fucking supermarket. They're throwing the vegetables at you. There's celery. Get it the fuck out of here. 70 cents, 25 cents for a banana, whatever the fuck you want. Get it.
2: I'm Ryan Gable and this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM If you'd like to contact us email rdgable g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com That's rdgable at yahoo.com Thank you for joining us this evening. If you're interested in any other work that we've done you can check out my book Food Philosophy It's on the website at thesecretteachings.info It has a lot of what we're going to be and what we already have discussed on tonight's broadcast right here on the Fringe FM. I'm also joined by my good friend, Hope, who is going to be speaking with us as well this evening about a number of topics relating to serial killing, but not that kind of serial killing. We're talking about the serial that people associate with, like, Tony the Tiger and the Rabbit and, like, little... Uh, what, what were those things... Um, the cin- the cinnamon uh, what was that st- what was that stuff hope the cinnamon cereal the little cinnamon squares the little cinnamon guys that would run around
3: the cinnamon toast crunch
2: yeah it was like cinnamon toast crunch and then you got like the cinnamon stick and the apple so all these different commercials all these different spokes people yeah, even though they're Captain cartoons. Crunch yeah
3: the Flintstones for Fruity Pebbles
2: and that just reminded me I forgot one of the Family Guy clips for the montage where Peter was doing the uh, cocoa. The cocoa puffs commercial. He's like, I'm caca for Cuckoo Puffs. They're like, No, it's Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> I, I was gonna, I was gonna add that. Maybe I'll add that into the montage before I upload it. But yeah, I didn't realize how many cereal jokes there were. So many that I could, I could pull. Yeah. So these are the cereals we think of. Hope, but the word cereal has been given like this broad definition, and it's associated with all these beautiful colors and all these wonderful sayings on the box all these promises vitamin a and fiber and oh my god it's so great for you it's great but really it's not when you open the box with the exception of some food dyes for the marshmallows it's all brown the box is what gets people's attention so i interviewed a woman named nancy appleton she's a famous doctor and she recommended she said well if you're concerned with your kids eating this kind of stuff then get like a plastic container we, we can talk about plastic later for you, but we can get a plastic container and then like have your kids decorate it or something and then you put the good stuff in the container and then they'll want that, right? Mm-hmm. Or hell, cheat. Go buy a box of, of fruity pebbles, throw out the pebbles and keep the box and then right. just put, put- like
3: rolled oats in it or something. Yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> See, these are practical. and It's funny, but it's true. Like it, these are practical mm-hmm. ways that-
3: Yeah, you have to work. It's all psychology, especially with kids and the colors that they use in the- use of characters and the spokespeople and you just kind of have to like be creative work your way around it
2: and it's really I I think it's actually a it could be a bonding experience if you're creating like your own containers for kids to put their snacks in I think that's kind of cool
3: yeah it is and that's something that is severely missing from childhood in these days in the world of screens and everything like actually doing arts and crafts that isn't Drawing on Adobe or no, what was it? Adobe Paint, it Windows a, Paint.
2: I don't know what it is. I
3: don't know. That, that was back in my day. That but. was that was
2: it. Was not <laughs> your day wasn't too far from mine. You're just a little bit a little bit removed from mine, but not too much. Although when I was a kid, I uh, I didn't have the screen like the little screen because I didn't have the phone. But that was more your generation. Like was in, you were introduced to the phone earlier? I think.
3: Yeah, I would say. A little bit earlier. I just had like middle the giant. Aged. What? Like middle school aged. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I just had like the giant TV, and I'd get up at like Saturday, yeah, the, Saturday the morning, Saturday the morning cereal. cartoons. That's right. Yep. And Jerry Seinfeld said the worst feeling in the world is when you get up Saturday morning cartoons. You got the milk, you got the cereal, you got the spoon laid out, the newspaper, the TV remote, and then you pick up the milk, and it's <gasps> too light and you're out of milk, and you don't get to have your cereal. Aww. And that terrified me as a kid. Every time I'd get up in the morning, like if there, we, I was so scared I was going to be out of cereal or something. But I was also a hog, and I ate all of it the night before, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was my fault. It was your own
3: fault if you didn't have milk in the morning for your cereal.
2: <laughs> it was totally my fault, yeah. I ate, all, I ate, I ate so much cereal. It was, I'm, I'm, some of it's probably still working through my body at this point, but... <laughs> They, they, they claim that these cereals, you know, with the rabbit and the peanut butter cups and all that stuff, which is peanut butter flavor also, it's not real peanut butter, that this is part of a balanced breakfast, right? It's all part of a balanced breakfast. It's supposed to be healthy for you because you're eating it with other things that are actually healthy for you, right? So if I eat a banana with the cereal, then it's... A nice part of a balanced breakfast. A nice part of a balanced, not just a, you know, a good part, it's a nice part of a balanced breakfast, and so, this kind of cereal is obviously different than cereal, cereal grain, which by definition is a grass cultivated for its edible components and would, I would say, arguably be the balanced breakfast if you just ate the cereal, cereal grain compared to these other processed foods. And these edible components are usually in um, processed breakfast cereal, but those products resemble very little of the original grain, Because of the way that they're like bleached and cleaned and they get they basically get the vitamins beaten out of them. They get the nutrition beaten out of them and then anything that remains is just it's overrun by the sugar and the food colorings and the additional ingredients and the syrups and it's disgusting. So they they processed these things with like multiple types of sugars and food dyes and chemical artificial and natural flavorings. Um, and then, of course, other things like lighter fluid, or you'll find things like toilet bowl cleaner in your chips or in your cereal. We, we talked about that at French Fest last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pringles has toilet bowl cleaner in it, literally. So, uh, breakfast cereal, as as a uh, as it's using the word cereal, it has been completely destroyed, uh, or the definition of the word cereal has been completely destroyed by these breakfast cereals, um, and the understanding of what a cereal grain is. Would you agree with that?
3: Yeah, I would agree. Um, I actually told my roommate when I was coming over here to do the show with Ryan, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do a show on cereal. And he was like, like grains. And I was so surprised that he actually <laughs> took it in that way. I was like, no, breakfast cereal. But like, that's going to be part of it. We're going to talk about how the definition of the word has come so far from what it is. Like when you say cereal, most people think Fruit Loops, Apple Jacks, <laughs> Cinnamon Loops. Toast Crunch, like that type of stuff. Was and that, it's not actually. Was that your brother? Yeah, it was my brother. Okay.
2: I was I was going to say, because I, I, I would assume it was your brother, because if it was your brother, like maybe that's why he knew. Because you obviously have a large knowledge of this. Yeah. So that's, your brother had heard something somewhere maybe.
3: Yeah, I, I didn't think I had talked about the topic of what we were going to talk about today. So I was surprised that he he knew.
2: He knew, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, it's really that simple though. It's like, we think of cereal, we think of colored boxes and cartoons, but real cereal is like an actual grain. Right. And it's good for you. It's not like a marshmallow, yeah. right?
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I, here's what I, I dug this up. And I've, I've read this actually before. I, don't, I did a show where I talked about um, John Kellogg, who is the guy behind Kellogg's, which now has their own fake meat uh incognito i think is the kellogg brand i wanted i really want to choke somebody i told you that before the show (laughs) i I really want to choke somebody who comes up with these names incognito beyond beef
3: well i didn't realize that they changed the n to an m until i like read it i was like is that is it Mito? like did they really try and make a pun out of that like yeah it's see it's
2: so bad that you're like you're not like me in this in that way but you almost want to strangle somebody
3: it, I definitely will roll my eyes at it. <laughs> like I don't know if I would digress to strangling somebody, but I will definitely throw a gnarly eye roll. I'm being a little. I'm
2: good. being a little hyperbolic. A little. Bit. A little hyperbolic. All right. Although you did tell me that you have like, like everybody does, like you're kind of ticklish, and that you would be violent if somebody tickled you.
3: Yeah, if I'm provoked. Yeah,
2: you should channel that into these fake meat, fake dairy. I'll work on things. It. The fake stuff is just as bad as the real stuff. You might as well just eat the real stuff. Let's put it that way. Let's leave it there. Um, Dr. John Harvey Kellogg, which you all know probably from the Kellogg cereal that you have in your cupboard at home. uh, He was not really interested in the processed foods that we know today. And if they were processed, it's not the same kind of process. Instead, he was like a wellness guru. Did you know that?
3: No, I didn't actually.
2: Yet John Kellogg, Dr. John Kellogg, was a wellness guru, and he was raised in the Seventh-day Adventist Church, and he, he was attempting to create and to develop foods that were better for, and this is, I know, a big thing for you, digestive health. And um, just the the body overall. So he wanted to create something that was like somewhat nutritious, that was good for digestion, because he was trying to help people that were sick. Mm-hmm. So that's that's literally where Kellogg's came from. It came from like trying to help. I'm not saying it was like it was a, a solution to any problem. It was probably as, for its time, it was probably just as toxic as what we're eating today to some degree.
3: To so some degree, I I tend to think of it. What I'm interpreting this as is, it's like a transition food. For people, which is what like a lot of the mock meats are.
2: Mock meat, ooh, Ooh. that's a that's a good. You got to come back Wednesday for another show. Mock meat, oh, mock meat, mock meat, yeah.
3: But um, yeah, what I was gonna get is like a transition food, like it's not meant to be part of a long-term sustainable diet. Like if it helps you to get used to having an increase in fiber, which today these cereals have. Next to none, but
2: but they'll tell you on the box now with one gram of fiber. With
3: one one whole <laughs> gram, you're a, a tenth of the way there, or what is it? a thirtieth of the way there a for your daily recommendation? The oh my goodness!
2: And that actually says that we saw that on uh Cheerios, right? It's like three grams.
3: Oh, it's like three grams, yeah. Oh wow!
2: The, the the little bee was being generous. He wanted to give you at least three grams of sugar.
3: He's trying to start your day out right because you know they give you these characters and. They must care about you. They got, they're they, really trying to make these yes, yes. They Taste gotta, good and be healthy. They
2: well, want to take your mind off the fact that it tastes nothing like honey. Right. They don't taste anything like honey. I hate I hated Cheerios, but now they're non-genetically modified so it's cool, man, to continue to eat the same trash. But then on the back it's like, "But may contain genetically modified ingredients." Like it's like, may. what's the point? Wasn't that box of cereal like $7 too? It was more expensive than like the health cereal.
3: Yeah, it was like twice as much as what it would be at any other store.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's ridiculous. So it's just, that's the scam. And then it makes people like you, Hope, and anyone listening or myself look like we're uptight bourgeois crunchies because we want to eat like apples or pears or bananas or oats which are not expensive, but if you're going to get cereal and you're buying a $9 box of Cheerios thinking it's got fiber, it's non-GMO, this is better for me, you're being duped. Yeah, It's exactly. that simple. Yep. Just go to the produce section, and it's that, that's, that's how we solve the problem. So Dr. John Harvey Kellogg, he was, like a, he was like a health guy. He wasn't a nutritionist, but he was a health guy. His philosophy, he had a philosophy, it was called biological living, and we could go into more detail about that, but it's, it's not really relevant to the serial killing tonight. But it emphasized exercise, massaging the body, which I like that idea. I think that's good because it also gets you the human contact that we all need. Most of us desire that. But exercise, massage therapy, and drinking plenty of water, which is anybody who's interested in health knows yeah, those that are water. Like the
3: big three, yeah, water, exercise, gentle movement.
2: And the the massage therapy's got to do something with relieving stress, I imagine.
3: Yeah, and also um lymphatic drainage.
2: And lymph, you're right. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think mm-hmm. of that. You're right. So these three components, along with proper nutrition overall, um, are not part of the balanced breakfast. They are the balanced breakfast. They are the balanced lifestyle. Anything else is a serial killer. What do you think about that?
3: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I definitely think that what he what his main message was, like. Exercise, human contact, and hydration; those are the that's the basis for a balanced lifestyle. Not processed, refined cereals starting your day that will leave you hungry fifteen Start. minutes later.
2: But but they are part of a, a nice
0: part of a balanced. They, breakfast.
3: Are, they are. They
2: are. They're part. Of, and by the way, I, I, I'm really playing these clips tonight because I fi- I got a new uh, radio board. And it's got all these pads on it and i've just got all these great clips here like this is one of my favorites
0: 25
3: cents for a banana whatever the fuck you want
2: 25 cents for a banana
3: <laughs> 70 cents for celery just get it out of here,
2: get it here. <laughs> just get it out of here before it goes bad
3: yeah he's so excited he's like a kid on christmas his new board
2: it, it, yeah i am it's all lit up it li- it lights up like my keyboard look at this
3: <laughs>
2: it's fun isn't it i'm like a kid on christmas and i've been i've been like this all day i got the thing set up so it's working now uh, right. cereal killers. Let's go yeah. back. Let's Sorry go back to the that. show. Serial killers. All right. serial <laughs> killers. So, so serial killing is something that happens a lot and we just don't, we don't think about it. We don't think about the fact that a lot of the things that we eat are literally killing us, whether it's because of the ingredients or it's because of the lack of the nutrition that we're not getting from what we're eating. And that is probably one of, and in the United States, it is like the leading cause of death is poor, Lifestyle choices. Keyword, choices. You're making the choice.
3: Right, yeah. It's like something like the top three leading killers like heart disease, diabetes, obesity goes along right with that.
2: The top five uh, respiratory uh, issues which deals with smoking, Um, it's 1,600 people a day die of heart disease. Almost all of it is preventable. Uh, The Centers for Disease Control, you could just type this in, type in 40% CDC preventable death and it'll pull up cdc one of their big reports from a few years ago and it'll show you the top leading causes of death are 40 percent. they average are preventable and they're mostly preventable from people drinking a little bit more water exercise and they one of the reports i read they were like listen just walk five minutes a day drink one glass of water and don't eat one of those bad meals one day a week and you will drastically increase your your like longevity.
3: Right. No, and those, those are wild. The recommendations are not wild. Like they're not big. Like, no, they're it's, not it's literally walk outside for 10 minutes, drink water, drink actual water, not soda. And, right, you know, right, right. Eat, eat a vegetable every once in a while.
2: I've drank like half a gallon of water today. I should have drank more. And I've, I've like paced around my house more than five minutes. So exactly. I'm, I'm already, I'm, I'm in, it's, it's a simple recommendation not hard. It's so, it's so, it's so easy. So when you think of cereal, you 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 tell me now. I kind of gave you my view and I know your view is very similar, but cereal grain is obviously different than the cereal at the store. And how can we apply that also to other things that like the fake meats and the fake milks and the fake butters? I mean, it, 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 does that mean that cereal in the grain form is also um is it, is it just always good for you or are there downsides to eating that as well? Just like there's downsides to eating the opposite of like regular milk or do you get what I'm saying?
3: Yeah. Are you saying that like are cereals inherently bad? No. I think what we do to them is inherently bad. And I think I've mentioned this to you before about like potatoes. Like potatoes are one of the greatest foods. But what we do to them, we fry them. We slather them in cheese, cover them in oil.
2: Who's putting potatoes <laughs> in cheese? But fries, like like fries, because I was going to strangle them too. You don't put potatoes and cheese. I don't
3: know. Maybe, maybe that was just (laughs) a slip of the tongue. I don't know. But like butter and dairy, like mashed potatoes is what I was thinking of. And like a baked potato, like a jack potato.
2: Well, no, no, it wasn't a slip of the tongue. People, they do it with the fries, the cheese dips and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I was just being like (laughs) angry again. I wanted to, because you don't put cheese on everything. Right. I know people like cheese, but listen—you can do other things to the potatoes. Right, right. Like try some. Okay, let me let me t- let me explain it this way. This is this bothers me a little bit. When you have all these great flavors and you have all these great textures, and you can cook them and combine them, you go to a produce department and it looks—it's lit up like my keyboard and my board. You see all these colors. There's all these. There's blue, green, red. There's yellow, there's orange, there's turquoise, there's pink. This is what the produce department looks like. However, this is also what the boxes of cereal at the store look like. Mm-hmm. Now, when you cut open produce, it usually has a similar life to it. Yeah. When you open up a box of cereal, it looks brown. So one of the things that I've heard people make an argument about in relationship to eating healthy, quote-unquote, well, oh, you have no variety. And then I look at like a Sonic menu and like one through 12, it's, I don't even know, if it didn't have a description, I wouldn't know what it was. Right. It's, it's all brown.
3: Yeah. It's like one, the same burger patty with just different sauces. Basically, yeah.
2: <laughs> One of them's a little flakier. They call that fish. That's not fish. <laughs> That's not fish. <laughs> it's not fish. No, it's not fish.
3: No, but getting back to what you asked me about, um, like, do I think that cereal's is bad? No, I think whole grains and they're like most unrefined form you can have are great for you. They're full of fiber. They're full of different like minerals and vitamins like uh, magnesium, Mm -hmm. iron, zinc. Those are hugely abundant in cereals. It's just what we do to them is bad. Like wheat is very demonized.
2: Wheat is demonized. Why is that?
3: I think just because it's sprayed with the whole gluten thing, people being gluten-free for no reason. I mean, yeah. If they're not diagnosed yeah. with celiac, I like think I understand how you can be sensitive to it, and that is a real thing, but I doubt, like, in the whole carb fearing, the fear-mongering That's with carbs, one. like, grains are automatically lumped into that when they are one of the most health-providing foods out there, in my opinion.
2: So, you, well, yeah, there's all, all types of different um, diets. They're all, all There's all kinds of, like, theories and ideas Everybody's body is so different. And when you think about like a diet and and changing, you know, what you're eating for a temporary period of time, it doesn't matter even if you like eating that way. If it's not real and it's not like a real lifestyle change, it's inevitable that it's going to conclude at some point.
3: Oh, 100%.
2: Yeah, so then you shouldn't go and I make this argument in my food book. You shouldn't go on a diet. You should go on a lifestyle.
3: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree.
2: Because if you don't, you end up like, worrying about oh oh my god i ate a potato and i'm not supposed to eat that or was that atkins or something
3: yeah or keto keto it's the same thing the low low carb high fat yeah yeah
2: Fat also contributes greatly to heart disease and diabetes Mm -hmm. does it not
3: yeah specifically saturated fat and
2: mct oil
3: mct oil i believe that's coconut derived but again that's another story maybe (laughs) you'll have to have me on for an oil episode an oil episode yeah
2: all right, we can do. We can. We'll call it oiled up, oiled up, mock meat, and oiled up. We got a whole list of shows here to do. <laughs> oiled up and mock meat. All right, we could do. We could combine them together. We could and do this show. Okay. Okay. So cereal. Um, we can expand on cereal. Uh, in, in, in this way, this is what I was thinking about. Hope you have the the way in which like the cereal is marketed, right? And it's just like anything else is marketed. Uh, we were looking at this. Um. This article I had pulled up from years ago. This is a very old article. Uh, it's from ABC Science. And uh, I just it's like photographically impressed on my brain. So this is six years ago. I remember I mentioned this to you. I was like, ABC, ABC. And there it is, ABC, because that's how much this impressed on my brain. April 4th of 2014, it's an ABC Science article, and it's published in the journal, of environmental or of environment and behavior. You can, it's still published. And basically this is what it says. And you, you can, can you read that for, for listeners? Can you see that?
3: Yeah, it says shoppers are 16% more likely to trust a brand of cereal when a character on the box makes eye contact, increasing positive feelings toward the product and encouraging them to buy it, according to this
2: new study. According to this study. So it, listen, if Captain Crunch is looking at me, I'm running. <laughs> and if he's not looking at me, I'm getting away anyway. But this is very, very deceptive. And this is the way in which they get children who are obviously vulnerable and not as consciously aware of these types of things as adults are. Argu- Actually, that's arguable. Some children are more aware than adults are. But point is, you've got Frosted Flakes with Tony the Tiger. You've got like the rabbit. You've got all these characters that are looking at children in the eyes. They're literally designing the box to do this. And then they put them down on the shelf. So that ch- they're at child level, and and what else does that say? The characters look ahead, and they found like a an, an angle or something. Yeah, that they, it
3: says that on kids' cereals, they look downward at an average of nine point six degree angle. So, so that on the lower shelf, they're looking down at the kids to make eye contact with the smaller child. So this
2: isn't some like like painter or some artist like just drawing a character. They're designing it so it there's like mathematical equations that goes into it. They're like, all right, we get 9.5 degrees. No, we tested that. The children don't respond. It has to be 9.6.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's it's diabolical, honestly.
2: C- can you believe that? That is no, so evil.
3: It is. It's like malicious. It gives me the heebie-jeebies that somebody is paid to make <laughs> to this <do> poison <laughs> more, more appealing to children.
2: And that's exactly what it is. Uh, Dr. Brian... Wayne Sick from uh, Cornell's Food and Brand Lab. uh, People always ask this question, well, what do we do? He's like, well, quote, if you are a parent who does not want your kids to go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, it's smart ass too. avoid taking them down the cereal aisle. So just don't take them down the cereal aisle. And maybe that's unrealistic, but you know, or how about this? You're the parent, don't buy it.
3: Right, but then their kid is so jacked up on sugar anyway, they're going to have a fit. If you don't buy it for them and that's the only way that they know how to calm their kid down.
2: Well you're gonna have to use the same psychological tactics to you know, for these kids too. Like for example, how about this? You walk in the store, you know, you got your kids with you, and you know, maybe their pet turtle just died, right? Mm-hmm. Their pet turtle just it's sad. So you go down there and it's like, Ah oh, mommy, mommy, daddy, daddy, I want you know, I want fruit loops, I want what what's another cereal we haven't talked about? You know, I want one of these kids I want rice, rice krispies, right? And you'd be oh. like, You gotta kneel down Come here, son. You know your turtle? Snap, crackle, and pop killed your turtle. <laughs> really? Yes. They murdered your turtle.
3: Yeah, I mean, if they're playing mind games with you to get your kids addicted to it, you gotta you gotta play some mind games <laughs> and scare you. your kids off.
2: You think that's a good idea? I don't know. I'm trying I'm trying to like work against the system.
3: I, yeah, I mean I <laughs> I definitely think it would be effective, but I, pro- I promise you. I think you. a better option would just to be not go down the cereal aisle in general.
2: Yeah. Or just not buy it if they're... Or
3: not, but yeah. Or not buy it.
2: Find an alternative or something, right? Go buy like...
3: I really I liked know, your decorate the box and... Decorate the box, yeah, yeah. Buy a bin, decorate it with your kid.
2: That's fun. Kids love that stuff.
3: No, I think that was a great idea.
2: Plus, you know, hope kids also have like... I mean, they're aware and they're conscious, but they also have attention spans that are just kind of kind of everywhere like mine. So... They might cry for five minutes, but then they're going to forget all about Tony the Tiger, right? And until they pick up the next thing, you know, then you got to rip the Kit Kat out of their hand at the cash register, the impulse buy, and then you get outside, and as long as there aren't Girl Scout cookies, then you get to the car, you know.
3: Speaking of impulse buys, I almost got you some sunflower seeds. You almost got me the sunflower seeds. They weren't organic, though, so I didn't.
2: I don't know if anybody knows what that means. Like the significance of that. The significance of it. Yeah. I had a very severe, I'll tell the story sometime, but I had a very severe compulsiveness, had to take very long showers, could not sleep in my own bed. And anytime I touched food, I had to like take a long shower, put it that way. And sunflower seeds like helped me. That
3: was the gateway food. That
2: was the gateway food. Him, the gateway sunflower food. seeds. And what happened like after that, I, I ended up like going back to the <laughs> CVS like three times that night, you know, buying like... But it was also bad, too, bad stuff. It was like fajita, Ew. sunflower seeds, you know, stuff <laughs> yeah, like Yeah, the
3: jalapeno, yes. that MSG. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was MSG seeds, exactly. So they put, they put, these, they put these breakfast cereals on, on the shelf at eye level for kids at 9.6 degrees. It's very deceptive, very evil. And again, th- well, let's put it this way. This, you have to give me more, um, more token here that this warrants more of a strangulation.
3: Yeah. Yeah, this... This is actively assaulting. Yeah, this is evil. This is an invasion in my mind. Like, this is an attack it, on it, the youth it, of this nation. It,
2: it is. It is. It is. And when this, says the res- this is ABC Science. The researchers also examined cereal box placement in store shelves, and the results weren't too surprising. Adult cereals are placed on average twice as high as kids' cereals. So... They are intentionally organizing the shelves. Now, don't go down to the store and like attack the guy or the girl who's stocking it. It's not them. It's the people that design the shelves and the people that come. You don't don't have to attack them either. But just know like they literally are creating this uh, display, and they're working these mathematical equations in percentages and angles. It's like a geometry class. Just to get your kid to look at Captain Crunch in the eye... So you'll buy it because the kid will throw a fit. Like, these people need to be shot. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, come on. You can't. How is that legal?
3: Lobbyists, man.
2: I guess that's true. People are in uh, there.
3: They're paid to make their products sell. And if part of that is how it's placed on the shelf, like they're going to do what they got to do to make their products sell and to make their business money.
2: That's right. I mean, it's also that's how they sell uh, certain sodas. You got to do what you got to do to get the do right out and do
3: apparently just do it you heard it here first
2: (laughs) i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings hope is with me this evening a friend of mine who's also well knowledgeable very well knowledgeable about the subject of health and nutrition all these little sneaky tactics you want to look at this article abc science cereal boxes that stare increase sales that is just horrifically diabolical this is the secret teachings on the fringe fm stay with us there's more after this don't go anywhere it's serial killing, part of an unbalanced breakfast. that show is now running all day friday and all day saturday on history channel which is really amazing it's, i don't know if there's any other show on tv that's doing that
0: right now so i hate this
1: channel
2: or you could listen to the secret teachings with myself ryan gable five nights a week and join us to explore the outer limits and quarantine zones of history symbolism parapolitics myth and more we don't have insiders or some galactic confederation ambassador but we do have books memories critical thinking skills, and an ability to recognize patterns. And we also know a little bit about a lot. But don't take my word for it.
0: I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed a generalist.
2: Find TheFringe.fm Monday through Friday for new episodes of The Secret Teachings or check out TalkStream Live in the Paranormal Radio app. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info to subscribe to the entire show archive so that you can listen, stream, and download every episode after it airs. Subscribers also get access to our montages and digital books, www.thesecretteachings.info and The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. Don't settle for less. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence, David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel.
1: Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, dot info.
0: the Fringe FM.
3: This is Jess Rogie from The Rogie Report
0: News, and I literally sift through hundreds of articles a week to bring you the
3: best in fringe news. Check out The Rogie Report News here on The Fringe FM.
0: You can't handle the truth! Join me on a journey where getting lost
1: is the only true destination.
0: Where happiness is an illusion. Here, where the past, present...
3: And future all co- coexist in the same timeline. Welcome to a future where our true re- reflection is only
0: revealed once the screen goes dark. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting.
1: Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM.
2: The prophecies.
1: I swallowed some apple seeds today. Did you make yourself throw up?
0: I tried, but I couldn't. Smoke some cigarettes. The smoke will suffocate the bacteria in your stomach.
1: Okay, thanks. At BASF, we don't make the sunscreen, we make it extremely toxic. We don't make a lot of the products you buy, we make a lot of the products you buy toxic. better. You BASF, the chemical company. Blinded with
0: science. 9 out of 10 doctors choose us. 4 out of 5 dentists surveyed would recommend Trident to their patients who chew gum. But what about the 5th dentist? that lead paint is extremely toxic i'm not a doctor but i play one on tv kill germs for nearly 100 years that's because only clorox toilet bowl cleaners are toxic by clorox bleach and for an even toxic clean, try the clorox toilet
1: one germ germ
0: ill. So as the clean beauty movement continues to grow and more people are
2: deceived on the ingredients they apply to their skin, the potential long-term consequences could
0: mount. In a repeated national survey, doctors in all branches of medicine, doctors in all parts of the country were asked, what cigarette do you smoke, doctor? I'm not a doctor. Once again, the brand named most was Camel. You lie! Are you aware that you could go to prison Impersonating a doctor, I'm not a doctor. Four out of five dentists, nine out of ten doctors surveyed, would recommend Trident to their patients who chew gum. But what about the fifth dentist? Yes, according to this repeated repeated, 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 nationwide survey, more doctors smoke Camels than any other cigarette. I'm not a doctor. The terms clean and natural are used interchangeably, like safe, green, and non-toxic. Even though these products claim to be a healthier choice, it's all minimally regulated. That lead paint is extremely toxic. But toxicologists say it's really the dose that makes the poison. Science. Dude, I'm having a panic attack. I'm actually having a problem. Will you settle down and have another cup of coffee? I am, bro. All right, well, fine. You want know Barney? Give this guy a cigarette. He's freaking out.
2: I'm Ryan Gable, and this is the Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. www.thesecretteachings.info is the website where you can find our montage and show archive and all of my books. Tonight, cereal killing. Part of an unbalanced breakfast. You know, when you think about cereal, cereal is not what you think it is. Cereal is not Frosted Flakes. It is not Captain Crunch. It is not Reese's Peanut Butter Balls or whatever they are. It's not, you know, not circle K. What's that special K? It's not special K. It's not any of that. It's like a grain and it's good for you. And it doesn't have to brag about how good it is for you. And that's what you'll notice between whole foods and the fake foods. The fake foods have to tell you, like, come over here. We've got all these vitamins. And the produce is just hanging out there, just hanging out. They're like, well, let's see if you want to eat me. That's okay, but you know i've got the vitamins but i don't need to brag about it basically the processed food is conceited is what it is and it's insecure and it's immature so it has to project and mirror on other people That's this is my this is my idea of the food if it's conscious like toy story this is what the food's doing i'm here with my friend hope she's talking with us tonight about cereal killing what do you think about that you think processed food's like it's like insecure
3: yeah no definitely i see what you're getting at and with like with produce, like people know these things and we're told and we're raised knowing it. But
2: what be, happens?
3: Because it's not being constantly bombarded in our face, like how processed food is that it it's fortified with all these vitamins and minerals and ooh, only four grams of sugar per serving, ooh. right? Ooh. Four grams of only. sugar.
2: Okay, so how many how many four grams of sugar a serving, but how many Servings? Do you have to? Do you have in a box or in a bag or in a in a can? Because you know, I mean, that's an obvious thing. But for some, I didn't know that for a long time. Like, yeah, there's eight grams of sugar, but there's like thirty-seven servings.
3: Right. Yeah, definitely more than one. That's for sure. Like, if you eat an entire box of Frosted Flakes, like you're not just getting whatever is listed on the nutrition label in terms of sugar or any other nutrient. Right. Ingredient. Like, right. It's just so overlooked, the serving size. And nobody is out here measuring three-quarters of a cup of Cheerios or whatever. (laughs) Right, right. Like, you're just dumping it in, eyeballing it. And either way, you're going to have a second bowl either to finish up the milk that's sitting in your bowl or just because (laughs) you're not full.
2: Or if you pour too much cereal the first time, then you got to get the milk back out. Right. And you got to get that ratio ratio, just right. Yeah, it's
3: all about finding the right ratio.
2: There's a there's a woman that runs like a bakery in New York City. I think it's in New York City and she uses cereal milk to bake with. She strains the cereal.
3: Oh, it's like infused.
2: Yeah, and then uses the milk to make like pastries and muffin or not muffins, like pastries and cupcakes. That's a good idea. She's made a lot of money from it. She was on that Netflix TV show, but that's that's a popular thing. Yeah. I'm 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 actually surprised hope that we haven't gotten to the point where they literally sell like, remember the little Nesquik, uh like chocolate, banana, vanilla, strawberry, strawberry. Where none of them actually had any of those flavors naturally in them. They were just chemicals that mm-hmm. tasted like something or, else or
3: natural flavors. They were natural if flavors. If you caught our show on Fringe Fest, you know, you know what the strawberry and vanilla is flavored they, with.
2: What are what are they flavored with?
3: Uh, what was it? Castoreum.
2: Castoreum.
3: Castoreum. Yeah. yeah, those beaver anal glands. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, and I learned <laughs> I learned something on Fringe Fest that was the beaver piss is also also
3: and or yeah, <laughs> I think was what it was. And or
2: they just threw the, the beaver in there, and then it's like piss or you know whatever whatever gets grounded up in there. It's a natural flavor. The beaver's natural, right? Right. <laughs> so yeah, you, yeah, you're right. So you have you have these. Let's look at these cereals and the way, or the cereals or any kind of food and the way in which these things are marketed. First of all, we've looked at that, but the way in which the the uh, nutrition label. Is written and the way in which the ingredients are written too, because you could have something. This is why it's like multi. It's a multi-leveled conspiracy, really. Because if you understood what Hope just said, four grams of sugar, great. How many servings, and how many people are sitting there measuring it out? Okay, there is like two servings in a can of Coke. Nobody anywhere is drinking half a can of Coke and putting the rest away. This has never ever happened. I don't think.
3: No, no, and then. Things like that is that everybody's like, oh, we need to put more regulations on these corporations to clean up their ingredients or whatever. And then the corporations just clap back with, well, that's the consumer's responsibility. And I think that it needs to be the consumer's responsibility to be educated on what a serving size is, what all of these ingredients are, any of the nutritional information that is listed on the back of the box.
2: And this is, here's another thing, um, on that subject, on the nutrition label, and on the ingredient list as part of this multi-leveled conspiracy. Once you understand, oh, there's more servings and you're getting more of the sugar. Another thing I learned, Hope, is that what they'll do is that they can list, like let's say we have an ingredient list that's like 10 ingredients. Four of those ingredients could be sugars, right? Mm -hmm. So they could have honey, they could have agave, they could have like Molasses, molasses, and what else? Corn syrup, corn syrup, high
3: fructose corn syrup. Some have H... dextrose.
2: They'll have HFCS and corn syrup,
3: right?
2: High fructose and regular corn syrup, yeah. And then dextrose, <laughs> dextrose, exactly. So they'll have all those in in there, but they're only like if there's cane sugar, that's one of the only things being listed on the on the nutrition label as having you know that's where you're getting your seven, eight, ten grams of sugar per serving. Mm-hmm. They're not counting the other four sugars that are in the product. So we're talking about like hundreds of grams of sugar sometimes you're consuming.
3: For an entire box, yeah.
2: For an entire box. Yeah, depending
3: on the cereal, definitely.
2: Or Starbucks drinks.
3: Yes, definitely. Hundreds. Yeah, liquid calories are no joke. There's so much sugar in those drinks. It's ridiculous. It like makes me nauseous thinking about it. See,
2: you're nauseous now. Yep, I was nauseous about the butter in the coffee. But, but
3: that much sugar in your coffee
2: Ugh. sugar butter it's this is disgusting i don't want to i don't want people to be throwing up but i uh i think it's very important to realize what you said first of all is that they have a weight in which they can say we have this we have this amount of sugar but then it's also based on serving sizes which there are more nobody counts this nobody looks at the details of this they just consume it fine and then beyond that, there's another level where they can put other sugars in, but not list them. And this is all done legally. And this is information that I think is really, really important because if you don't know this, like you're gonna, get, you're you're getting bent over. And these companies, it's not even about the money. It's just about the the psychological torture. First of all, for me, of what they do to children, of what they do to parents, the way that they we talked about in the last segment, they literally design boxes so the children look up at the box on that second or third shelf or, like, the seventh shelf from the bottom, right? (laughs) It's an inside joke. And, you know, (laughs) right rather than the top shelf, it's the seventh shelf from the bottom. Right. So they put these cereal boxes there at a 9.6-degree angle, so the kids are looking right into the eyes of these cereals. Right. Right? I was thinking also, like, you were, like, they're watching you.
3: Yeah, on break, if it's, like, those paintings as you walk by, like, the eyes follow. Yeah. I was wondering... Yeah, you can see like that's going to be the, the next next year. They're going to come out with the box that does that. Tony the Tiger is just going to be washing me, your kid looking <laughs> looking. <laughs> He's going to be lurking as you're walking by.
2: That sounds more like uh, Jared from Subway or something like a pedophile. Sort of. <laughs> hey, Jared, what do you think? Hey, Tony, what do you think of these kids? They're great. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so we got this other article up here. What does this article say? This is a new article that just came out from uh, the Entrepreneur.
3: Yeah, so pour the vegan milk breakfast cereals pivot to plant-based high protein low sugar options.
2: Alright, I need I wish I had like the original sound effects that came with this board because I'd have hit one and it would have been like, eh. I thought cereal was already plant-based.
3: I mean, yeah, if we go back to the original definition of a cereal, it is grass cultivated <laughs> from a grain. Like, yeah, I'm pretty like, isn't that isn't that the joke that like people Yang on vegans for being like, oh, all you eat is grass, ha ha ha! Like,
2: right, right. But right. now,
3: now because it's trendy and it's it's the thing to do. Oh, everything's plant based. But cereal that cereals already were. I'm,
2: I'm, I'm. You might have to finish the show. I think I'm having an aneurysm. Breakfast <laughs> cereal pivots to plant based. It's always been plant based. You know, yeah. you, you know what I feel like? I feel like the first time I read about agave. Now I don't How do you feel about agave?
3: Um, I have some issues with it.
2: Okay, I do too. I do too. But arguably, it's more natural, even in, in its refined state, than having these like processed synthetic sweeteners and sugars. Yes. Okay, now those things are a trend. Things like aspartame, are. Not, we have not been consuming these for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. We have been consuming plants for all time, and we've been consuming, which is, it's, they say it's a trend to eat plants. Really? What do you think people ate like hundreds of years ago? Right.
3: Like what do you think they ate if they couldn't hunt a yes. deer or whatever? Like if they couldn't find a herd to hunt down? Yeah. What do you or think they ate? Like? K-
2: Kroger was closed. They couldn't get the <laughs> meat. They had to forage for berries or something, right? So, so you have, you have, uh, you have, I'm looking at this article and I'm looking at it says breakfast cereal pivot to plant-based and it's like agave plants. This has always been what we've always done. And then they claim, well, we're going to switch to plant-based now and agave and anything healthy, anything plant, anything actually plant-based. They're like, well, that's just a trend. So you see, they're basically hijacking a whole foods plant-based diet and they're putting it into a box or a bag claiming it's a superfood and or claiming that the product is healthy because like the barbecue ranch chips were made with whole grains and I'm supposed to eat that and feel better, right? Right. Or it's got like, you know, they, they have those uh, products that'll have like the little circles at the top that'll say like, now with more calcium, you know, or now with more fiber, like you mm-hmm. said earlier. So it's telling me all this stuff that's really not true. And it's, a, it's like a multi-leveled marketing scheme and scam. It's perfectly legal. And it's a, it's literally a high, I say literally a lot because it is, it's literally hijacking what a whole foods plant-based diet is. What is that? And why is that not a plant-based cereal?
3: So a whole food plant-based diet is eating plants, predominantly plants, as much as you can in its most natural state. So Not smoking them,
2: <laughs> eating
3: them. Not smoking them, eating them. Um, so that would be like like legumes, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts, and seeds. And it's unfortunate that they are literally hijacking it and refining it and basically defeating the purpose of what it means to eat a whole food plant-based diet and turning it into processed cereal, which is then being loaded up with sugar, um, being fortified with vitamins that originally were there, when it, but the refining <laughs> right, process right. got rid of it. And then they're like, oh, we need to add this back on.
2: So this would be like, okay, if you were running a lemonade stand, right, and you have a $100 budget for your lemonade stand.
3: It's a pretty expansive lemonade stand.
2: We're in an expensive part of town. We're <laughs> trying to get money from the soccer moms and stuff, okay? This is, this, is, this is the big time for lemonade stands. So we got a $100 budget, right, and we're getting our stuff together. And it, it doesn't really go that well. We only make like $50, so we're down 50 bucks. Some of the product we'd lose, you know, it's bad in the sun. And so we, we didn't really make any money. We lost $50. Well, someone who's really dumb or someone who's really crafty will say, sales are up. We sold $50 worth of lemonade. But you didn't. You actually lost $50. Right. <laughs> right. And that's, it's like what they're doing with the vitamins, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they they remove all the vitamins and then they're like, but we'll give you some vitamin A back.
3: Right. And you're like, yeah, vitamin A. I think most notably it's the B vitamins that they do this the, with.
2: They do the B vitamins? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. B
3: vitamins. Is, I feel like the most notorious thing for breakfast cereals and like all refined grains pretty much.
2: You could actually eat the dirt on a leaf. That's where you get. Where do you think animals, where do you think animals get the B12 from? They don't get it from like. You know, these synthetic, I mean, they do do it synthetically, but like well, re- yeah. animals eat the dirt and then.
3: I mean, yeah, back in the day, but that's a whole back other, day, that's yes. that's a whole other issue with like soil day quality back in the and just the hyper sanitation of our world. And so, then, so maybe that's another show that that's I can another? be on. Yeah.
2: It, okay. Well, we got all these shows. <laughs> Oiled Up is another one about oil. And then would you say mock meat?
3: Mock meats. Yeah. And then we can talk about sanitation. We'll talk about sanitation. Okay. This is going to be a series. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So if you have this this hijacking occurring and you have the, the, the uh, misidentification because of advertising and just lack of general understanding in the general public, what happens is you get this idea, and this is my biggest pet peeve. I wrote my book, Food Philosophy, because of this one line, eating healthy is expensive. So here's what happens. We were talking about Cheerios. We saw Cheerios at the store. This box of Cheerios was like literally $7 and, and with tax it would if there is I don't know if there's a tax in New York, but it would it would have been like seven bucks for this there's box. There's a tax on it? Is it there is? Mm-mm. Oh there is none. No. It's okay. Food. Okay. Well in New York there's no tax Te- on it. Technically it's, on food. it's a food. <laughs> right. <laughs> technically it's a food. So you have this big box of cereal. It's very expensive. It's not like the regular Cheerios that would be maybe like a dollar twenty nine at Dollar General or wherever they sell this. Right. However that box is very expensive because they've added fiber or they like they redesigned the bee and they did all this fancy stuff, but the product really didn't change. Or they say it's not made with genetically engineered product anymore. So they're heroes and they're selling you this idea and then they're jacking the price up. And then when a lonely old apple or banana comes along and says, eat me instead, people are like, I'm not going to eat you, you're expensive. No, the apple and the banana are not expensive. The seven dollar box of Cheerios that professes to be the savior is what's expensive, and that's why, according to um, this article from the entrepreneur we were looking at, as of what 2016 hope mm-hmm. what is it the global breakfast cereal market was was how much money
3: it says thirty seven billion dollar value
2: 37 billion dollars and a chunk a large chunk of that comes from the jacking up I'm, I'm i'm just kind of guessing estimating guesstimating here from the jacking up of and selling of products that aren't any healthier but they can cram like cram some granola or something into a box like grape nut crunch and sell it for 9.99
3: grape nuts was a good one
2: well i ate that one too I,
3: yeah i hate grape nuts i forgot about that one um but something that you're talking about like uh eating whole foods being expensive our like rolled oats our quick cooking oats right now organic are 99 cents a pound
2: yeah they are and
3: it's so there's so much more nutrition packed into that a serving of that is half of a cup dry it cooks up it's full full of fiber full of minerals full of B vitamins and it's 99 cents a pound a pound
2: listen a horse killed christopher reeve's superman all right a horse killed Christopher Reeves or injured him very badly right made him he was crippled so a horse destroyed superman horses have the oat bags right, right. horses are eating oats now maybe if you eat oats you could kill superman too all right this is this is the moral of the story where do you think that these animals get like their muscle and their life from yeah a lot of them are eating like ground up other animals and they get diseases from that but they're eating plants. That's, that's where they're getting. So if you really want to save like the environment and save animals and all this stuff, then even if people say, well, plants have feelings too. Well, if you eat the plants, you're going to save a lot of plants.
3: Right. If you really cared about the plant's feelings, then you would cut out the middleman because the amount of plants that go into feeding the animals that then you then eat, to exponentially decrease your <laughs> plant harm if you just go right to eating plants.
2: Hey, look, I didn't even see that. You're right. You're very right. I didn't see this in the article. If you love Cheerios but are looking for more protein or fiber than they have to offer, Love Grown's Power-Os might be just the thing. Made from beans, lentils, and brown rice, the cereal clocks in at only one gram of sugar per serving, and there's probably like 40 servings in there, and offers six grams of protein and five grams of fiber. And, of course, it's non-GMO and it's vegan. How do you feel about that?
3: I have mixed feelings about that because from a macronutrient perspective, like, yeah, six grams of protein is good. Five grams of fiber, only one gram of sugar. Like that's great, but you can also just eat beans, lentils, and brown rice, and it's going to cost you way less. It's going to provide more nutrition. It's going to help your gut a lot more just because it's natural food. It's what your gut is designed to be eating. It's not designed to be eating refined foods or anything like that. Um,
2: Although we need to be fair, this company, Love Grown.
3: Yeah, Love love Grown is what I have issues with. Yeah, is that it's, Love Grown. Yeah, but you can't, what was the made with love? Love isn't an ingredient. Made
2: with love is not an ingredient. Yeah, they they banned that from, <laughs> you, can, you can't put ban, made with love, but you can put um, unicorn not, sprinkles.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
3: unicorn swirl or whatever. <laughs> yeah,
2: blue drizzle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a Starbucks drink. So this okay, to be fair though, even though I, I agree with you, love growing also makes me kind of want to choke somebody. But ingredients. Let's look at the ingredients to this cereal. It's not that bad Compare compared to, if you make it comparable to other cereals. Like I want to look at these Halloween cereals in a second. <laughs> All right. And th- what is this? This yeah, is so It's a, really not that bad. Bean, so bean blend, navy, lentil, garbanzo, brown rice, flour, salt, and vitamin E. And that's it. That's not bad Compare comparably. You don't, seem, you don't seem enthusiastic about it. I'm, I'm not eating this or recommending it. I'm just saying like this is better than...
3: Yeah, no, it's definitely better. And I think that it's... Like I understand why these products are more attractive to people is because people just don't want to prioritize their time to actually cooking their food anymore. Like we live in the society where it's go, go, go. There's no time to sit and cook breakfast or cook a meal with people and have that social experience. But if you can get... A, f- a cereal that is quick and easy and similarly Regardless nutritionally why, adequate, I,
2: I really did not mean to push that. I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. Go ahead. If no, could-
3: I was just saying I understand why products like this exist, and I think it is good that there is an alternative, but I think that there's a lot of work that we can do in moving towards bringing back the social aspect of cooking food and eating real food that's actually nourishing for you and having conversation and getting to have that like quality time with somebody Very important. time spent cooking that meal isn't time wasted
2: that one, one that one thing we fixed what was that like 22 plants we counted
3: oh yeah yeah we had dinner the other night and i think there were 22 unique plants 22 in it 22 unique plants yeah. that's awesome that makes it's like me like a excited salad. yeah salad some lentils
2: but we also realized to be fair we also realized that I remember you, you went like in the kitchen to take your bowl in there or something and I was still eating because I eat out of very large containers. <laughs> you know that, right? I, yeah. eat, I eat out of like uh what would a you call it? A nine
3: that? by 13 <laughs> baking dish. <laughs>
2: There's no room in a regular bowl.
3: <laughs> there isn't enough room.
2: I would eat my cereal in that too if I was still eating cereal. Probably.
3: How many, how many servings do you think that would be? A lot. <laughs> At least the entire bag. It would be. It would probably be yeah, the entire bag.
2: It would be the box. I treated regular boxes of cereal like that six pack. Little baby cereal boxes. Mm-hmm. That's how I treat regular boxes of cereal when I eat it. But you went you went in the kitchen or something, and I was like, "This lettuce is
3: awesome." <laughs> yeah.
2: And you just like you scream back, and you are like, "Oh my god, I, I, this lettuce. What did you say? Like this lettuce is really good too." I, I
3: was like, "Yeah, this lettuce is great." And then I was like, "I love that we just got so excited about lettuce." About I lettuce. was like, "It's so crisp." Like, mm.
2: I did a show on lettuce. I called it "Lettuce Discuss Food." Did you? I did. Yeah. Well, it have to wasn't send it to me. Wasn't all about lettuce, but I, I'll send it to you. Or
3: um, was it more on like the social uh, social and cultural aspect of eating and cooking food?
2: It was a clever way of bringing up food um, and not losing ten percent of my audience for a night <laughs> <laughs> that 's what that 's what it was. I just gave everybody the secret. These are clever show names like serial killer and you 're like that 's interesting and then you get some information. This has been really informative
3: I think so it 's
2: been very inform i mean, to, well to you and I like we know it 's informative but it doesn 't have the same effect on us because we We live this.
3: Right.
2: But to some people, they might be hearing this and think, and they're still probably stuck on the butter and the coffee thing. Like, (laughs) wait a minute. Butter and coffee, this isn't good. That's not
3: a good combination. That's not a good way to start my breakfast. That's (laughs) not part of a balanced breakfast. (laughs)
2: breakfast. Well, as long as you throw the banana in the background, you know, then it's a balanced breakfast. That's all that really matters. And Bill Burr was cutting in there. I really, this thing is really touchy.
1: That's okay.
2: But this is what I was going to
1: play. McDonald's is the reason why I'm out of shape. I would have got a salad, but you didn't have the option, so I was like, well, well I guess I gotta get 52 Big Macs. <laughs> Thanks a lot.
2: Thanks a lot, McDonald's. Okay, so I, I want to I skip break, and I want, to, I want to talk about what Bill Burgess said. I want to talk about responsibility. I believe that a company has responsibility to, to be transparent in how they label and how they produce it, and not deceive with this BS about having like four grams of sugar but there are 35 servings you know in a box or so, of something or having five different types of sugar but only having to legally list one I'm not talking about legal things that could be done I'm just talking about um, the nature of personal responsibility versus the corporate responsibility well, what do you think about that because I think it, it 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 lies on both
3: yeah I touched on that a little bit going back a little while um i think that there is there is a balance there um i think that it's gross what corporates are allowed to get away with and they're quote-unquote like regulated and this is like legal that they can put the stuff in cereal and sell it to kids but i definitely do think that there is a responsibility on the consumer to do their own research and educate themselves because a lot of the times it's it's kept secret. Like people, the the corporations don't want people to know what's really going into them and how it's hijacking them and hijacking their brains and making it more addictive so that they keep coming back. Like I was talking to Ryan back when we thought of the idea for this show, I tried the Sour Patch Kids cereal and I said that I was eating it. (laughs) Yeah. The Sour Patch Kids cereal. And I was like, I was sitting here eating it and it didn't even taste good, but I kept wanting to eat more like it was so gross but like it was addictive and I think that it's
2: look it's, at that, yeah. ne- that neon bowl
3: it literally looks like the sour patch kid like packaging just slapped on a box
2: I think they I think however this was developed uh something nuclear was absolutely involved <laughs> yeah. yeah it does it does look radioactive. <laughs> It looks actually isn't there there's a candy actually it's called like toxic sludge. You remember that candy? Ooh, I don't remember that, but okay. I
3: believe it.
2: I have I've gotta show you that. Toxic sludge oh, candy. I'm typing with one hand here. Uh toxic sludge candy. Yeah, it's see oh. that? it's like a whole <laughs> line of candy.
3: Ew, why? Why? <laughs>
2: My thoughts why exactly why? at least
3: they're being honest <laughs> right they're they're advertising and they're titling of it you know <laughs>
2: you know what that was that candy used to be called like watermelon sunshine and they got they got the <laughs> they got shit suit so out, out of them they like the court said you have to be honest they're like well we'll just call it toxic sludge like is that, that's the new name well no it actually is toxic sludge but we'll name it that too that's what happened yeah <laughs> There probably is a candy called Watermelon Sunshine. Just one of these labels. It's so de- It's so
3: disgusting. It's so deceptive.
2: Uh, here's your Sour Patch Kids. What what do you have in that cereal? There, okay, eat, All
3: right. So the first. And then, the,
2: and then we're gonna do the um, we're gonna do the count chocolate. Okay, stuff. Okay. Okay.
3: So first ingredient isn't even a cereal. It's sugar. It's sugar. Sugar, corn flour, wheat flour. Oh, but there's whole grain oat flour. Um, hydrogenated vegetable oil, coconut and palm kernel oils, corn syrup, salt, citric acid, sodium citrate, calcium carbonate, canola oil, natural and artificial flavors, and then a whole host of colorings. Our favorites red 40, yellow 5, blue 6, or yellow 6, blue 1, BHT. Those are
2: football plays, or <laughs> those, are, those are colorings. <laughs> <laughs> it's a butylated, butylated hydroxy toluene. Also known as, and that's BHT. Also known as, um,
3: oh, it's also an alphabet. Used, also used to treat genital herpes. Oh, right. and so, <laughs> and AIDS.
2: So you go, Sour Patch, could it's the, it's the two for one cure AIDS? It will also probably make you grow another body part because it literally looks like it's radioactive. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> a, I can't believe you ate that. I
3: might still be radioactive.
2: I'm I'm practicing six. Feet separation yeah, th- from For her. this, for
3: this, we'll practice social yes. distancing.
2: <laughs> it's also dibutyl dibutylhydroxy- hydroxytolene is a lipophilic organic compound, chemically a derivative of phenol that is used f- for its antioxidant properties. Although phenol, phenol, not phenol, phenol like phenol acid, um, in the T4 German vaccination program is what they used to inject into the heart to stop it under the guise of free health care. And that's also what they derive yellow 6 from. Which So so really, you have yellow 6, you said here, mm-hmm. blue 1, and then BHT added to preserve freshness. So yellow 6 and BHT are, are basically coming from the same place, which is derived further from coal tar.
3: You get a double dose of it then.
2: You get a double dose of it. And then you, you got to love the last line there, though. The ingredients in Sour Patch Kids cereal added to preserve freshness. And, and they change that all the time. Like BHT added to do XYZ.
3: Right, like or as a flavor enhancer. Yeah, as a flavor, exactly. something like
2: that. Acidity regulator, flavor enhancer, right. preserving freshness. And those, and those are the same kinds of things. You hear all of the different types of uh, claims like a nice part of a balanced breakfast, a nice part of a balanced breakfast, uh, a really great part of a balanced breakfast. I've heard, I heard so many today listening to these. <laughs> and, they, and they're all the same. And, Did you
3: start to get hungry for any? Did their advertising work?
2: No, they did not. Oh, you resisted. I, I didn't even get angry. I watched in disbelief. I watched like it just I can't believe I used to eat that stuff. The, the Tony the Tiger tiger commercials were kind of funny because I remember sitting watching TV and watching that exact commercial come nostalgic. on. It was nostalgic. It was nostalgic exactly. <laughs> That's what it was. It was very nostalgic. So,
3: Do you want to get into the... Yes, the other cereals. Yeah, the Halloween-themed ones.
2: But I, I did also want to mention, as we transition to that, the um, part of the balanced breakfast, if you notice that all the companies use that same line or some variation mm-hmm. of it, it should be very clear the reason they use that line. And I don't care what you think about mask-wearing or not mask-wearing, but they use lines like masks required because in Black's Law Dictionary, the word required means recommended they can't actually force you to do it mandate is something different but there are legal ramifications to that as well so the point is it's the same thing for a balanced breakfast why do you think every single state in the united states does the same thing that has a mask mandate they write it the exact same way because lawyers are writing it and they're writing it in line with federal law so they can't be sued and go to jail for violating civil liberties And the same reason these companies say part of a balanced breakfast, and they break it up so it sounds unique to them, a nice part of a balanced breakfast, because lawyers are writing it, and they have to legally say it Mm -hmm. because they can't say it is the balanced breakfast like we said earlier. That's why every single company uses the exact same line. Do you think, I know some of the companies are the same, like they have the same cereal, but all these companies are doing the exact same thing because there's lawyers writing it, not some like Charlie Sheen, guy writing jingles on his piano in Malibu. Mm-hmm. That's not who's writing this, okay? It's some hack lawyer. That's who it is.
3: Yeah, they know. They That's what they're hired for, is to just preserve the corporation and make sure they don't get sued, because if they did say this is a balanced breakfast, <laughs> oh, instantly they'd be sued, because it's not. It's no, so not.
2: It's not. So here here are the, there's Count Chocula, Booberry, and Frankenberry.
3: Is this Booberry that we're looking at right now? This is
2: Booberry. This is one of the scarier ones. Uh, I was looking for these for Halloween. Couldn't find them last year. I did a show called "Your Brain on Weed. and it was about how people were really concerned and scared about Halloween candy having like it being an edible. And I, I would think like that might actually be better for your child than eating like mm-hmm. a Reese's cup or something. Like, really, honestly, right? And uh, the funny thing about that was, and we're going to go right into this. The funny thing about that was they they were like they were like, "What if my kid eats it?" And, it's like, And that was it. That was like the concern and all the means. Like, what if my kid eats it? And it's like the side effects where they would go to sleep.
3: Yeah, they'd probably take a nice nap for like yeah. six, six to eight hours. Like, you can go have a night on the town if you wanted. Like. <laughs>
2: exactly. Exactly. The side effects of eating uh, nerds rope, you know. Right. A lot of things. The food, just like meat, is a big contributor to diabetes as opposed to like sugar, people think. It, I mean, mm-hmm. it is, but it, meat, uh, not meat, uh, fat. yeah that's what i mean fat is a big contributor it's the same thing with like um you look at these food colorings the food colorings same thing they contribute greatly to that hyperactivity the
3: adhd the stuff like that
2: sugar's inflammatory and very toxic but it's sometimes the fat and sometimes the food coloring it's a
3: combination it's just a toxic cocktail cocktail that's it it's toxic it's toxic (laughs) Toxic sludge sludge. (laughs) no
2: it's it's rainbows and watermelons and Happy things. This is the booberry, so and, and I can't see this because it the way my phone was it's so old, it took it kind of sideways, but this is booberry, and they're very similar. Ch- Count chocula and frankenberry uh, it has It does have whole grain corn
3: Ooh, whole grains
2: that's how we start now, and then it has corn again, corn meal, sugar that's the third one, and although we're going to read through that, if we just like looked at the other boxes, they all start up the same whole grain corn, corn meal, sugar. And then there's count chocula, whole yeah, grain corn And corn
3: syrup as the fourth one has been consistent with all these two.
2: you're right, and you also notice that count Chocula has more sugar in it. Oh yeah, whole grain it's corn and ingredient. sugar, so it has more sugar than booberry and frankenberry so here's uh here's the uh, booberry. booberry has what else we got in here uh, we, got,
3: we got corn syrup, dextrose, canola oil, modified cornstarch, salt, gelatin trisodium phosphate red 40 blue 1 and 2 natural oh. and artificial flavors malic acid citric acid
2: all right and if you, But
3: it has all these vitamins and minerals listed does, right it below does. it. Oh my goodness. Tricalcium so it must be healthy. phosphate
2: calcium carbonate vitamin C zinc vitamin B
3: I think it's so funny that we have to put vitamin C in cereals cuz vitamin <laughs> C is so abundant like if you eat like Two like a, a cup of berries. And I'm pretty sure you have all of the vitamin C that you need for the a, day. A
2: cup of butternut squash as well. I believe, oh really? Mm-hmm. I believe a cup of butter. I just had a honey nut squash.
3: They're so good. They're
2: so good. Delicata. Delicata. So good. I'm not a fan of the New York cheese squash. Um, this and so the point in reading these is that you notice they're all the same. It's the same ingredients. It's sugar. It's mm-hmm. wheat. It's corn. It's flavorings. Blueberry has red forty, blue and one, a uh, blue one and two. Excuse me, natural and artificial flavors, malic acid, citric acid, canola oil. They're all the same. Then they have the, the the vitamins and minerals that are added for fortification. And then Count Chocula, which has a little more sugar in it because sugar is the second ingredient. It, it's all the same except it actually has red forty, yellow five and six, blue one, and other color added.
3: Oh, and other how? What? How does that mean? Like, <laughs> I don't understand how they can do that honestly or like there's this one spice and other spices what
2: other are there other colors that we can't perceive that they've added to this box <laughs>
3: that they're not on the spectrum yes they're not on the spectrum we can't they're not visible colors like maybe they're a bird ultra, could ultra see them violet yes. yeah maybe a bird could see it
2: they're ultraviolet ingredients that's In, that's a, infrared you have to i wonder if you'd look at cereal with that i want to get like if I had a lot of money, I would just do that for fun. I'm going to get infrared goggles and like, go buy a box of Count Chocula.
3: <laughs> see if it's actually fluorescent.
2: Exactly. And then it has all these other ingredients. So all these different boxes, look at these boxes, Count Chocula. Look at that. Oh,
3: yeah, you can see his eyes are looking down.
2: Yeah, yeah. actually, I didn't even notice that. You're right. Mm-hmm. That's a 9.6 degree angle right there. <laughs> if I've ever seen one, let me get out my <laughs> protractor. And then uh, there's that guy. Uh, what's he, like a Frankenstein booberry? That that was my favorite of all of them.
3: Or the Frankenberry.
2: Yeah, that was yeah Frankenberry. That was one of the ones where like I didn't even need the marshmallows. I liked the actual cereal. Um, And then there's Booberry. So they look different. They all have their own characters, their own spokespeople. Cereal looks a little different, but it's basically the same thing. It's the same ingredients.
3: It's it is all the same thing. It doesn't even really look that different.
2: Well, that one's red. Or that one's (laughs) that one's red and that one's black. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Maybe other colors. I don't know what they're referring to by other colors. See, look at this. It says Count Chocula, chocolately. Ch- Hold on, chocolatey, chocolatey cereal with monster marshmallows. Ooh, Mart, monster marshmallows. Mm. And then Frankenberry. Well, that's a long one.
3: Artificial strawberry flavor frosted cereal <laughs> <laughs> with monster marshmallows.
2: And then what's this one say? We got this one's a long one too. Yeah. Is it the same thing?
3: It's that's the same thing.
2: Artificial berry flavored frosted What's the other cereal, strawberry. Oh, yeah. So okay, so there there you go. There's your three Halloween cereals. They're literally, literally, the same ingredients, but the box is a different color, and they have a slightly different chemical sugar additive that makes them taste Ever a little so different. Slightly. It's all the same. It's marketing. It's just marketing. It's advertising. It's it's an, it's it's insane.
3: I wonder if we compared this to, like, Lucky Charms.
2: You want to pull up Lucky how, Charms? How
3: different the ingredients would be.
2: Type in Lucky Charms there. We've got pl- we got time because I want to play a couple of these uh, commercials for you too here. Lucky Charms. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. You're just joining us. I have Hope, my friend with me. We're talking about serial killing tonight and how it's not a part of a balanced breakfast. I'm Ryan Gable. I think we've given some very important practical information tonight and we have a little bit more. We're going to analyze a couple commercials right after we look at this Lucky Charms box. Uh, www.thesecretteachings.info is the website. You can find the archive there. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Lucky Charms, what do we got?
3: All right, so it's essentially the same thing. (laughs) 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 Big surprise there, except instead of corn, it's oats.
2: Okay, it's oats.
3: So whole grain oats. Ooh, whole grain. Sugar, oat flour, Corn syrup, modified corn starch, regular corn starch, dextrose, salt, gelatin, trisodium phosphate, yellows five and six, red forty, blue one, and other and other color added. Oh, it has
2: that too. Other color added.
3: <laughs> Natural and artificial flavor and vitamin E added to preserve freshness.
2: Added to preserve freshness, right? Or acidity regulator? Can you hit Control V? Oh, you already knew. Natural, o- other color added. I'm looking up other color added. Uh, no, that's that's gonna be a little bit of an investigation. I'm gonna have to do what that is. There's here, look this one up. Type in this is another one, uh, honey, type, flavor, that is on the back of rice cakes. Some rice cakes, honey varieties. They don't even have a a, a list of that. Anyway, I hope that's something I saw on some type of like honey nut rice cake, honey type flavor.
3: Are these the Lundberg ones? They're the Lundbergs. What are they? <gasps> yeah, they're That's Lundbergs. Like a pretty good brand. I'm surprised.
2: It is. I think it's a good brand too. So all that, and then although I don't like the name of the company, Love Growing, they're like, yeah, we just use like three beans and salt. So you can process a food and make it less toxic, right? I mean, clearly. And if you want to color these red for Halloween, use beet.
3: Right, exactly. Like you can have a processed food if it's still a processed food, there are less toxic options. But at that point, like just, just eat, eat the real food, man. <laughs> eat the real
2: food. That's right. Eat the real food. But see, now what happens is, and I was talking to you about this a little bit ago, when you have the, the way that marketing and advertising works and you have this argument between who's responsible, the consumer or the people that are manufacturing and selling the product. I think it's both. I think the consumer needs to be responsible for what they're putting in their body if you don't like it, yeah, write a, write a letter, petition, but ultimately just don't buy it, period. Don't take your child down the aisle. Don't purchase the product. I think it's that simple. But they used to say it's your fault for being fat or your fault for being sick. Now they've changed the way that they do marketing. And I have three commercials here as an example I wanted to play. They're very short. One of them is the Reese's commercial. Have you seen Reese's recently? No, I haven't. Okay, so this is what a Reese's commercial sounds like now. And it's right at the very end, you can hear the change in, in the tone of what the industry says. They used to say, hey, fat ass, it's your fault, not our fault. Get up and take a walk. It's not our problem. That's okay. what they used to say. Now, now this is what they say. Does this make you want a Reese's? Makes me want to throw up.
3: Why do they make it so about seductive? This? Right? Like broccoli okay, doesn't need we'll this. <laughs> broccoli doesn't do this. Just kidding.
0: <laughs> We're not going to stop. Not sorry, Reese's.
2: Not sorry, Reese's. So
3: So they're not sorry for making a product that is... Toxic? Yeah, poison.
2: (laughs) So what what that actually, subconsciously and psychologically, what that does is consumers are naturally asking these questions. Why are you using this ingredient? Why are you using this kind of advertising? You've been caught lying to us. And I'm just using generalities here. You've been caught lying to us, companies like Kashi, for example why are you doing this? Like, why can't you just be honest and straightforward and like help us out as consumers? We want to eat healthy. So now what they do is it's a subliminal, but it's also very conscious. They say, not sorry. So before you can even ask the question, they're hitting you off immediately. We're not sorry.
3: Yeah. So is this the company saying that they're not sorry? They're not sorry. They're not. Okay.
2: That's what it sounds like to me. And it's the same thing with this. Like, listen to this commercial. This is, I don't know if this is the same woman. I don't remember her having an accent, but I saw this in a movie theater a couple of years ago. And um, it's back in 2018. This is a Coca Cola commercial. Life is short. Have a Diet Coke. See, that's the new thing. It's like, it's not, it's not our fault. Just have one and enjoy it because it's all about you.
1: Look, here's the thing about Diet Coke it's delicious and it makes me feel good. You know what you else makes good. me feel good? Athleisure. Because it's comfy, casual. Look, I thought she was like going to say aspartame. <laughs> <laughs> you <make> it <laughs> Yard it up. Oh,
0: that
2: part yeah. right there, that pisses me off.
3: Yurt it
2: up. You want to live in a yurt, yurt it up. But for those of us. Sure. But yeah, it sounded like aspartame. <laughs> <Aspertine. laughs>
3: if you want to live in a yurt, yurt it up. If you want to run a marathon, it <laughs> sounds super hard, but okay. Oh. If you want a diet Coke,
1: have a diet
2: Coke. See, see what they're doing? because i can because i can oh and it's a play on words because i can
3: because i can
2: not sorry reese's because i can if you want to if you want to run a marathon hope that sounds really really hard i don't want to run a marathon
3: i don't know it's just it's interesting that they're like completely removing themselves from part of the equation at this point they're like this is our product you should know that it's bad we're not doing anything to De- demotivate you, is that the right word? Demoralize de- you de- or De-incentivize de- in- you.
2: From buying it? Yeah, from buying it. Yeah. And now you've entered, when you buy it, now you've entered into a direct contract and said, I take full responsibility. I know it's not your problem. Mm-hmm. That also gives them warrant to produce it even cheaper, make it even worse, because they've already told you it's toxic sludge.
3: Right. right. And so- you as a consumer continue to buy it, just says, mm-hmm. I don't care.
2: That's it. That's ex- That's exactly what it is. So these are really important, just like, you know, Sugar, fat, both of those cause heart problems. Both of those cause diabetes. But we don't really think about the fat. Food colorings cause hyperactivity in children. We usually think of sugar. We look at the food ingredient labels. We think, oh, there's four grams of sugar. Yeah, but there's all these servings that you're Mm -hmm. consuming. It's multi-layered. It's multi-leveled. This is really important to understand. And this is the last one I'll play and then we'll wrap up. This is one my friend showed me. Now, you and I sometimes have a different view on certain things cool to me this is a disgusting commercial because it promotes very very poor lifestyle choices
3: oh halo top i already hate it
2: you already hate it oh i already
3: hate it i think i can go this commercial
2: all right so here it is and you really have to watch this because if you don't watch it you will not see the i think she's obese the obese woman like dancing around in her underwear eating ice cream
3: i think they actually got backlash for this
2: Oh, they did? Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. I'm glad that they got backlash. But there's little uh, words that come up on the screen, too. I'll, I'll read those to you. Since 2020. So here comes this girl. She's dancing.
1: I Can't look at this.
2: I should lose weight, it says. I should work out more. This is how I... I should eat more salads. I should cover up. I should skip dessert. And an old woman looks at her and she's like, well, I don't care. So this is disturbing to me. It says, stop shooting yourself. I should have a salad. I should exercise. Like... To me, it's not anything to do with the woman, but, like, that is very disturbing because that is promoting to people that, like, hey, be really unhealthy and take no responsibility at all. I don't know. What do you think?
3: Um, So that I have an issue with that commercial for a lot of reasons. Um, I know that the backlash they received, like, I understand that it's supposed to be, like, a body-positive movement, but then part of the whole body-positive movement is, like, if you were truly body positive and comfortable being an obese person or a big person or whatever you want to identify yourself as then you wouldn't be eating diet ice cream so it's like it's so many levels of just like
2: that's a great point right yeah like if you if you
3: truly didn't care if you truly like didn't feel those pressures of like i should lose weight i should exercise more i should eat more salads like you wouldn't eat diet ice cream
2: stop shooting yourself
3: right stop shooting yourself stop
2: shooting yourself not sorry
3: and just just actually eat the salad
2: yeah just eat it just do it just do it (laughs) just do it and then like Kraft Kraft comes out with this you know nobody wants to eat food so they just give them the milk and the cheese and the uh, Kraft macaroni and cheese
3: I'm not hungry you're having one more bite no one more bite
1: and then Enya comes on
2: yeah Oh yeah it's for the win-win. Man, I just I got to tell you, I just I'm having a really hard time not not choking somebody, <laughs> all right? That's that's where I'm at with all that. So, I hope that I hope that everyone listening can understand. I hope that you see my point is it's like we're not talking about food and demeaning somebody for eating or not eating a certain thing. We're showing you that look. This is how they advertise and market. This is how they manipulate and deceive. And I'm not talking about some anti-capitalist corporate thing. I'm talking about anybody who runs that kind of scam and puts all this responsibility on the individual when, yes, sure, but it's also their responsibility not to poison people. I don't know. I di- I'll digress from that point. Um, I think that this was a very important show. Serial killing, part of an unbalanced breakfast. Your final thoughts.
3: I just don't understand how somebody could go about their day-to-day life marketing like that. Like being the person who comes up with the 9.6 degree angle downward <laughs> facing eyeballs to try, like I just don't understand like they have no moral compass and it's it's upsetting. Yeah, I mean honestly.
2: And, and you know this is this is like this is cl- a classic uh, sound, sound bite here from Bill Hicks. I don't know if anybody's ever listened to Bill Hicks. Um, He was a really smart guy, but this is like a very serious clip, but also very, very, uh, very funny. By the way, if anyone here is in advertising or marketing, kill yourself. (laughs) It's not a joke. He's like, it's not a joke. I'm serious. Kill yourself. Marketing and advertising, how everything is sold to us, ideologies, products, ideas. This is how brainwashing works. And I don't care if it's an ice cream commercial (laughs) or it's a political viewpoint. It's just things being sold to you. So step back from it, take a deep breath, and then look at it again and you realize like, oh, I'm being sold something. Nobody's really trying to help me. Yeah, I feel like
3: you have to always keep in mind that you are a consumer.
2: You are a consumer to to everything. yeah,
3: And anything. So you have to take that viewpoint whenever you're presented with uh, certain kinds of information such as that you're you're being sold to
2: that's right i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings hope thank you for joining me this evening
3: you're very welcome had a great time
2: i hope that you had a good time too hope you learned something R D Gable at yahoo.com facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings check out the website for all of the archived shows and the montages and my books including food philosophy we'll hopefully have you back on again hopefully yeah We'll hopefully have you back on again, oiled up or meat something meat mock meat mock meat. Stay safe, stay informed. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Time's up. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of the secret teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here, exclusively on the Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at the thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.